The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Today, Craig Mish, David Maddock, we're a little bit over 24 hours away from the 2021 Major League Baseball season. This is SportsGrid and SportsGrid.com. We got you for two hours every single day here on the show. We have our best bets for the 2021 baseball season because you got 24 hours essentially to get some of these in before the lines change. We'll go through our NBA fantasy standouts and, of course, Davis last night arguably maybe one of the biggest Sweet 16 upsets we've seen so far as UCLA beats Michigan in one of the most boring games I've seen in a tournament, by the way, but uh, until the end. But nonetheless, the Bruins are moving on, and Michigan is going home. Michigan is going home, and, uh, you know, it is. I guess it is sort of fitting because this was the year of the Pac-12. It would have been, it would have been bizarre to not have one last – Pac-12 upset heading in to the Final Four. You know, it's a uh, it's a conference that has long not been respected in uh, in college basketball. So, so here we are. We have we have our Pac-12 Final Four. We do. It's going to be a lot of fun, and of course, we'll have it covered for you this weekend, Saturday night, right here on SportsGrid and SportsGrid.com. Here are our headlines here on this Wednesday: Utah Jazz flight emergency landing after hitting a flock of birds. Boy, I thought 2020 was done. That this feels like a 2020 story. I feel like we've been okay in 2021, but here we are. As we mentioned, UCLA with the pretty big upset. Look, I understand the line was only six and a half, but regardless of that. No one had the Bruins in their final four. I mean, show me Greg Sussman a bracket with UCLA in the final four. I'll bring that person on this show. It's not happening. Gonzaga also advanced relatively easily. NFL approves a 17-game schedule. We saw some of those games being posted yesterday. A very rare Giants-Dolphins matchup is coming to Miami. I don't think that these two teams have played in Miami in 20 years, I'm pretty sure. But uh, that was one of the games I saw at the very least. And the Blue Jays look like more games in Dunedin, Davis. So that's a good thing for me, <laughs> my fantasy teams. I, I I didn't, you know what? I didn't anticipate them playing a full season in Dunedin, but I definitely thought it was way too optimistic just to think that they were going to play half of a month or something like that in April. Canada's restrictions have been so stringent on, on teams traveling into their country. So we're going to roll into May, I guess. Maybe May becomes June. I'm not rooting for that for the country. I mean, I want the Blue Jays back in in, Dunedin for, in, in Toronto for sure. But for a fantasy point of view, I, I think that this is going to play like cores a little bit. Uh, Florida Park in the sun, in that, in that environment, I think the Blue Jays are going to go bonkers for a month. Oh, I definitely think they're going to go bonkers. Not, not great news for Robbie Ray. Not great news for, uh, you know, Ross Stripling, Hinjin Ryu, Nate Pearson. I, I think probably, Craig, the most likely thing that ends up happening is they just play the whole season there. Um, you know, it, it really is going to surprise me if enough Major League Baseball players are vaccinated, if enough of the Major League staff is vaccinated. And, you know, Canada, I don't see loosening their traveling restrictions anytime particularly soon so i think most season-long projections we should pretty much just assume that dunedin is going to be you know the the end the end game solution for the toronto blue jays and i'm glad they were to figure that figure that out uh, you know at least like i'm just glad they have a place to play i'm glad they're not scrambling a week before the season starts yeah that's what they did last year with with the with the buffalo situation and look if you can take a key from anything think of it in terms of the toronto raptors the toronto raptors 
have half the players and staff and you see what's going on still with them right now. So it depending on, and the Raptors aren't headed toward the playoffs or anything like that, but uh, you look, their season is just continuing and it probably will wrap in, in Florida for sure. And then Davis, of course, most importantly, not only just the Blue Jays, but we got opening day here on Sports Grid tomorrow. So I'm obviously super excited about it and, uh, and can't wait to go to my first game of the season which will be the Marlins and Tampa Bay Rays, health permitting. I could be on the injured list, hopefully not, but that's my goal for tomorrow. And we're going to have a full breakdown of some of our best bets. I'm looking forward to doing that with you today. Yeah, we uh, we have a bunch of our forward-facing bets futures for the 2021 MLB season. We'll be getting into DFS stuff tomorrow and over the next couple days on the show. So just uh, a lot of excitement right now. I think a lot of us you know, are, are feeling good, feeling great. Um, about uh, about the MLB season. I, I'm very excited to watch Alberto Mondesi hitting third for my Kansas City Royals. I yeah. something I definitely hope is I hope I hope Otani hits a home run uh, the very the very first day of uh, of baseball. That would be that would be fantastic. It could it could very well happen. I mean, I, I feel like the last few years in baseball, Giancarlo Stanton's hit a home run at the beginning, and then that overreaction comes, and everyone says, "Oh, this is the year he's coming back," and then inevitably that doesn't happen. But all right, coming up next, we'll bring in our producer, Brett Levy. Brett has, has been on fire with the college basketball. Rarely do I do I tout picks here on this show because I think that essentially everybody's 50%. But back-to-back days, Brett has given us the college basketball upset here on the show. So we want to make sure that we get that in and take an early look at the lines coming up in the Final Four this weekend. Also up next is our NBA fantasy standout, so make sure you stay with us and stay on the grid, no doubt about that. Also, if you missed any of our shows over the past month, you'd know that we had Atlanta Braves Vice President General Manager Alex Anthopoulos on the show, GM of the Orioles Mike Elias, Manager of the Marlins Don Mattingly, and the Assistant General Manager of the Houston Astros Pete Patella. All of those in the last two weeks, if you missed any of those interviews and you're not an on-demand type and you're just like watching on TV, you have good news because you're going to get to see those interviews on today's show as we're just basically a day out from opening day. So that's coming up also as well. So stay with us on the grid. Two hours of fantasy sports talk, wagering sports talk as well. And we'll have more for you in two minutes. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Fantasy Sports today. Final four is set. Houston, Baylor, UCLA, Gonzaga. We're going to show you the odds over on FanDuel, give you an opportunity to get maybe an early edge on the lines. Our producer, Brett Levy, has been watching all of these games until 3 o'clock in the morning, of course, on the East Coast. Davis is an hour behind, so he gets to get it in. And me, no shot with that. But bottom line is, is that very much interested in the NBA and what's going on last night. We talked yesterday about Philadelphia and Denver. And, of course, 
David said, don't fade those nuggets. That came through. Let's take a look at our fantasy standouts and show you what happened in the NBA last night. Gordon Hayward, 26 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists, and 1 steal. Russell Westbrook is having a week to remember, that's for sure. I don't know what his pricing is, Davis. You'll have to tell us. 22 points, 15 rebounds, 14 assists, and 2 steals. Rui Hachimura, 30 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. In the Denver win, we got Jamal Murray with 36, 4 assists, 3 steals. I also saw DeAndre Ayton have a good game. Uh, last night, too. That was one name I wanted to mention today. Michael Porter Jr., 27 points as well for Denver, 12 rebounds, four assists, one steal, one block. And uh, right now, Davis, the Nuggets I see here as fifth, if I'm not mistaken, in the West, but they still can make up some ground. They're very close. They definitely, I don't know that they're going to be the one, but they definitely have a shot to, I don't know, would you say 50-something wins is is within the possibility at this point? Uh, 50 wins is going to be cutting it because they're only playing 72 games this year and they already oh, have uh, eight, 18 losses. Yeah, but the, I think they can get to 45. And looking at the way the standings are now, they are now only one game back of the Lakers who mm-hmm. are going to have Andre Drummond tonight, but they are playing the Milwaukee Bucks without LeBron, without Anthony Davis. They're big underdogs in that game. I think we can chalk that up as a loss. The Clippers, by the way, Paul George now has missed two games in a row with a foot injury that cost him some time back in February. He's not playing either. Uh, They haven't been able to get Rajon Rondo active yet, so they're very thin in the backcourt playing Terrence Mann and Reggie Jackson. Big minutes back there. And three and a half game backs of of the Suns, who, you know, I think the Suns are good. I think the Nuggets are better. I don't think they can get to the one seed. I I can see the Nuggets with this new look lineup with Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, Jamal Murray, and Nikola Jokic. I I think they can get to the two seed, and uh, I I really hope they do. Yeah, it would help your MVP bet, that's for sure. All over that one, no doubt. Uh, Brett, uh, Russell Westbrook last night with another monster game. So almost putting up, I mean, last night was not 100 fantasy uh, points on FanDuel, but I mean, this guy is is having the best week, I, I think, of anybody in 2021. Yeah, not bad. Back-to-back triple-doubles on back-to-back nights. Um, Bradley Beal didn't play last night, so they really needed him to contribute. Uh, He came through for them, but Gordon Hayward and Terry Rozier were too much for the Wizards to overcome, even with Hachimura dropping 30 to help Westbrook in his triple-double. But yeah, I think Russell Westbrook... He loves playing for Scott Brooks. I think we've seen it this year. He looks like he's rejuvenated. Um, I He's just a great player, Craig. I love watching him play. He brings it every night. Um, he's a true team leader, a guy that I personally believe like you. every team should want a guy like Russell Westbrook. He's a, a no BS kind of guy. He you know, calls it like it is, and he plays hard every single night. What more could you ask for from a coach? Yeah, no doubt. And Washington didn't win, but the triple-double in the books, excuse me, for Russell Westbrook. All right, now let's move over to the odds for the final four. And and Davis, you can't, Davis, you can't apply my blind betting to the NFL because what happens is like on one given weekend, all the favorites or all the dogs win. Like that happens a lot. But again, college basketball, close your eyes, bet a favorite, bet a dog. One will come through and one will not. (laughs) This is just like, Money in the bank for many, many years. Now, I can't figure out who that's ever going to be or else I wouldn't be here right now. But that's what happened again last night. UCLA wins. Gonzaga covers. Let's take our first look at this. Houston taking on Baylor. Baylor is minus five. And then the Zags are 14-point favorites against UCLA. Can the Bruins play that kind of defense again against Gonzaga? I don't know. Uh, Houston has played great though, Davis. I don't know. I, I think I'm going into this thing thinking the favorite is Gonzaga with the win and Houston could be the dog. At least that's my early look. I'll wait for Brett to weigh in on that. But what do you think? Yeah, Houston has looked incredible to me and Baylor has looked great, but also like beatable at some moments. You know, Baylor lost Oklahoma State. Uh, they got pushed by KU and West Virginia in some of those games. So I think I would bet these uh Gonzaga and Houston I mean Gonzaga right now is the best team in Ken Palm's college basketball efficiency rankings of the last 20 years no one is even particularly close to them so it does look 
you know, for, for bracket season, it does really look like the chalk is just going to hit in a major, major way with Gonzaga, you know, covering all these games and just pretty much blowing by everybody in the course of the 2021 NCAA tournament. Yeah, Brett, I, I suppose anything can happen in one game, and that's what makes the tournament so much fun. But outside of the game against BYU, right before the tournament started, where they gave them that scare, that's the only time I've seen the do- the Bulldogs not basically come through in a way, even against the spread. I don't know, maybe I'm missing something here, but... I think that Davis could be right on this, but I, I just I, the other game I think is more intriguing to me, uh, Brett. When we look at Houston and Baylor, because I do think that Houston has played very well. Is Baylor that much better than Houston going into this? Well, I think Houston has played really well, Craig, uh, and you know they've done it through the transfer market. Uh, you know, Quentin Grimes came home; he was a five-star recruit to Kansas, and he's obviously been their leading scorer. Giroux's been great. He came in from UMass. Um, and Baylor kind of builds their team the same way. A lot of JUCO transfers, uh, guys who are hard-nosed players like Jared Butler and Davion Mitchell, who may not have all the stars next to their name, and come in with a little chip on their shoulder. So it is an interesting matchup from that perspective. And it's also Texas versus Texas. So maybe, you know, yeah. it plays to the advantage of the uh, underdog team that they're not the Big 12 school in the state. But I really like Baylor. Baylor Gonzaga uh, are the two best teams in the country, I've thought, since the beginning of the year. Um, I thought Illinois was going to be in there, but like a lot of people, they let me down in the tournament. So um, I think, you know, at the end of the day, it's going to be Baylor and Gonzaga. Could Houston keep it within two possessions? Absolutely. Uh, I think a lot of things would have to break right for Houston, but I'm going to probably take both favorites uh, in the final four, Craig. Mm. Mm, I don't know about that. I think a dog is coming through. Uh, but I wait. Brett, did did Baylor have a matchup against Gonzaga at the first game of the season that was canceled or something? Am I am I crazy? Or yeah, that, it was. was that it was very early in the season, but it was postponed due to COVID. And ironically, it was right. supposed to be in Indianapolis. So how about that? Hmm. Interesting. All right. So we'll have our final opinions on these games coming up. Uh, I guess, on Friday here on the show because we are getting close to the Final Four, which is on Saturday. We'll have it covered for you, of course, on Game Time Decisions and In-Game Live. Okay, coming up next, it is time for us to go through some of our best bets of the 2021 Major League Baseball season. Now, very specifically, to be clear, all of these bets are available on FanDuel. So the one qualifier that I do want to use before we give these out is that these are the ones I, I we probably should say these are my favorite FanDuel best bets in Major League Baseball in 2021 because transparently speaking, of course, you can make different bets depending on what you end up doing and where you end up doing it, just to kind of throw that out there. But for Davis and I, we've got our best bets for 2021, which would include each of us having a season win total, and then a couple of long shot odds and maybe even some chalky picks as well. So make sure you stay with us and, and stay in tune to that. Then we'll hear from Alex Anthopoulos, Vice President and General Manager of the Braves, along with Don Mattingly, the manager of the Marlins. Uh, tonight, the Heat takes on the Indiana Pacers, and we'll go against the spread in that game, get Davis's pick tonight between Miami and Indiana, and a whole lot more here on the show. So make sure you stay with us, stay on the grid, and we'll be back in just a couple minutes. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? 
That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish, David Matic here with you as we take a look at FanDuel's betting options on their website, on the FanDuel Sportsbook. For those of you who live in a place where you can bet on the FanDuel Sportsbook, you may want to save this segment, maybe like or subscribe to this on YouTube, perhaps type it in your phone. If you're one of the old school people, go grab a pen, however you want to do it. Uh, we're going to do this once for you here on the show, give you some of our best bets for the 2021 Major League Baseball season. And Davis, I'm just, before we get to your picks, I'm very happy that your first one is not a Homer pick. I was very worried that it would be a little bit of a Homer Royals pick, but I see that it's not the case. So I'm I'm excited to get, we'll do mine first, but then we'll get to yours. I'm excited to see that. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on. You knew they were going to be involved. Like, what was I, was I not going to, was I not going to put my boys in there? Like, come on. We, we knew, we all knew everyone who watches this show. Brett and James, they all knew what my favorite win total bet was going to be. Yeah, hopefully more than Brett and James are watching. I can't confirm, but yes, you're right. All right, 2021 best bets. Here they are. Here are mine for the season. Uh, Above and beyond everything else is the Red Sox under their win total. This is my number one uh, of all. On FanDuel, you can still get this one on 79 and a half. I'm perplexed. There, there is a little bit of juice on the under, so you're going to be laying probably minus 120 or 130. And 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 honestly, if it's not FanDuel and it's somewhere else, I don't know that you're getting 79 and a half. It may be 79. I don't understand it. Their pitching is is as good as the Rangers and Rockies. They have three elite hitters to me in Bogarts and Devers for sure. Those two guys are, are certainly great. They've got a couple of others who I think move the needle for me. But beyond that, uh, Davis, I, I think the Red Sox are have a chance to be uh, close to a hundred lost team this year. They almost were last year. They are not better. I suppose if I was playing the other side of this on the 79 and a half, it would be, Hey, Chris sales coming back in June. And when Eduardo Rodriguez is healthy, he's there too. Uh, But then the Red Sox are just going to abandon ship in July, I think. And I think by the way, it's okay. I don't think anybody expects this. I just don't get this total. I, I don't see the Red Sox as a 500 team at all. They were one of the worst teams in baseball. What did they do to get so much better this year? I don't get it. Don't follow it. Uh, I, I guess maybe Dahlback having a great year could definitely help things, but that's not going to save their pitching. By the way, their bullpen's not very good either. So, uh, Davis, this is my first one. I'm under 79.5 on Boston. I, I guess people bet the jersey because beyond that, there's not a lot to like. Yeah, and this is a total. This is a total jersey bet. We also both really like this division. You and I are both in on the Blue Jays. You and I both think the Yankees are going to be good. We both think the Rays are going to be good. I think they will be the fourth best team in this division, and I I think they're pretty much drawing dead uh, to get to the wild card spot because they're they're pitching. You know, their bullpen is also bad. So I I'm, I'm with you here for sure. Yeah, I, I don't get it, and I don't see them adding anything at the deadline. Uh, most saves in the league, you know, I think with Williams now taking the eighth, Hader just being in on the ninth, some of these are long shots, folks, so just keep that in mind. These are not bets that you bet 40% of your bankroll on. Maybe you do that with the Red Sox. I mean, for me, it's 100%. is the biggest bet that I'll make all year, every year. But I, I've got Hader winning the saves at plus 950, so that's $100 to win 950. Clearly betting saves is something that you want to go small on. I'm going to pick Bryce Harper to hit the most home runs in Major League Baseball this year. And and I don't even feel like it's chalky, like 18 to 1. I think that that's realistic for it to happen. The only question is, does he end up walking too much? And that puts him out of the conversation. That's why Juan Soto doesn't get picked by a lot of people to lead the league in home runs, because he walks a lot, which is great, but it's not great for bets like these. 
And then I, I know this is sort Davis this is a sort of anti-raise to believe that they're willing to call up Wander Franco sooner than most rookies. But with Choi out and and look, they're only really Davis one more player away from having to do this, I think, if they want to compete. I don't know what their plan is. No one ever knows what their plan is. But if the Rays are planning on making a run at this, Franco's gonna be part of it. And I just don't think they can afford to lose another infielder without having to seriously consider it, at least in May. I know that they are going to get that extra year of service time and keep him down for three weeks. I know that. I'm not playing that game. But at 12-1, to I feel like I got a decent shot. We went into last year, simply put, no one had Randy Arozarena on the radar. Rookies of the year are not easy bets to find. But I'll take my stab here at Franco at 12-1. to So uh, any thoughts on those? And then, and then give me yours for this year. Well, Adamas is also the worst raise hitter, so that would make the most sense, right? Adamas is a great defender, but he's their worst hitter of their nine starting guys. So Franco is the best, uh, you know, one for one, like for like replacement. So I, I, I think that makes sense there. My four favorite bets, the Royals over on the team total, 74 and a half. We all knew this was coming. This has actually moved when FanDuel opened this back in January. It was at 71 and a half. It's been bet up a little bit. Um, yeah, just this is self-explanatory. I think they're going to hit the cover off the ball. And I think that if they get a, a, a B-plus season from one of Singer, Bubeck, uh, one of these young guys, maybe they maybe they start calling some of these guys up. I mean, the Royals have um, uh, an incomparable amount of arms sitting in AA and AAA. And if they call one of those guys up, I think that can shift things in their favor. Kenley Jansen for most saves. This is uh, some pretty quick napkin math. I think the Dodgers are going to win the most games in baseball. So if Kenley Jansen is their closer for the majority of the season, that would put him in the position to save the most games. Uh, I bet Joey Gallo for most home runs every single year. He is the best power hitter in baseball. He, he has the best raw power of anyone. He is a left-handed batter, which means he has the platoon advantage uh, for a huge chunk of his at-bats, unlike Pete Alonso, unlike Giancarlo Stanton, unlike Aaron Judge. If he stays healthy, I think the true odds for this are like 10 to 1. So 16 to 1 is pretty good. Then with AL Rookie of the Year, I, you know, I didn't want to bet a Rosarena or one of the favorites. And my thinking with Dahlbeck is he should hit fourth in the AL East every game. They don't really have a, you know, a backup for him at DH or at first base. Now, JD Martinez will DH sometimes, but Dahlbeck is good enough now to play in the field. And uh, if he hits 28 home runs and Wander Franco doesn't come up until July, I don't know if Wander Franco can catch him. So I expect Dahlbeck to strike out a ton, like probably like a 30 to 35% strikeout rate. But I think playing in those ALEs ballparks against that Blue Jays pitching, against that Orioles pitching, you know, I, I think Dahlbeck should be able to get 25 home runs, 80 RBIs, 65 runs scored, something like that. And I think those should be pretty competitive numbers. And we know he's up day one. Him and Andrew Vaughn, uh, you know, up day one, ready to hit. I, I think that uh, those guys are both good bets. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you, with um, with Dahlback, he was somebody that I considered. I don't know why this is going on, Davis, and this is something that we're going to have to watch. But Dahlback has been batting ninth in spring training. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know Bizarre. if that's going to be – yeah, I don't know if that's going to be the case. What you're saying gives me a fantastic narrative to do. But if they if this is their plan, I'm out. Like if if that's the case. Just and, and it's not because I think he'll struggle. I think it's just cuz the volume of a player like that just has to be lower than a lot of other rookies who are going to play. But I think it's a good call there. Gallo is a fair bet at 16 to 1. I could not bet Kenley Jansen to do anything. I mean, I don't know. After last year and after last season, I suppose the one reason I'd feel a little bit better about it today than I would have two days ago was hearing Davis that Dustin May is going to be in the rotation because I thought that maybe they would use uh, Price and Gonsolin, and if Kenley struggled, the first guy would be May, and that would make a lot of sense. Like May comes in, he's throwing 100, gets three outs, and done. So, so they really went a different direction than I thought they would have there. I hope I don't hear all of a sudden that Tony Gonsolin's pitching the eighth because then I could see that happening in the ninth. You know how the Dodgers work. It is basically everything's coming from upstairs, telling Dave Roberts what to do. No disrespect to Dave Roberts, but that's kind of the way it works in L.A. Like, here's the plan, execute the plan. So 
I, I, I couldn't go with Kenley Jansen there. I, I don't know that I think his I don't think he's got three blown saves before they remove him, Davis. That's that's my fear with him. Yeah, I don't I don't uh, I don't share those concerns. I mean, Kenley Jansen has like 50 more saves than every other active player in baseball at this point. And I know he's getting to that age where we start worrying about like the performance really going down. But I I just think he has such a clear track record of being a good closer. And I know he stumbled last year and that's where a lot of this concern is coming in. But I have this, this whole time, right. I've been like, look, 2020 just does not matter that much to me. I'm writing off like Austin Meadows bad in 2020, Mm -hmm. a lot of starting pitchers. I like bad in 2020 Shohei didn't pitch last year. Right. And I just am kind of saying 2020 will be the weirdest baseball season ever. 60 games, spring training started, then it stopped, then spring training 2.0, then 60 games all compressed down into two months, seven inning double headers, weird ball, guys were getting COVID. It was so bizarre that I just am writing off a ton of that stuff. And I I just, I think Kenley, I mean, I know that we're pretty much done with draft season now, but I, like I, I think it would not surprise me at the end of the year to see Kenley Jansen be on, you know, the team that wins the NFBC main event, racks up 35 saves, you know, two and a half ERA. Now, what you said is true, though. They have 16 guys on their roster who could be a good closer, or they could just buy whoever they want, right? What If the Brewers are, are playing terribly, are the Dodgers going to say no to uh, $5 million in cash and two prospects for Devin Williams? No, they're they're taking that money and they're running. So right. there are a lot of external threats, but I, I am a Kenley Jansen guy. Yeah. And look, I, I understand the logic behind it. Um, it. Jansen has been in the last 20 years, one of the best closers in baseball. Uh, so was Joe Nathan. And then it ended. And, and unfortunately for closers like this, when it ends, it's a very big drop. Sometimes the hitters just, you know, kick around a little bit. I think Chris Davis of Oakland's a good example of that. I think he could be done but he played most of last year and then the attempt was to play him again this year in Texas at DH. I, I just, if Kenley was to lose it, I don't know that he would get it back. And that, that would be a, a concern for me. Some of these other closers, they lose the gig. They say they give them a couple of days off. They come back in, they do well again, but they kind of already did that with Kenley Jansen at the end of last year, but interesting, interesting bet for sure. Alex Anthopoulos. We'll hear from him next. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, You can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on SportsGrid, sportsgrid.com. Well, we are very fortunate today to take a deeper dive into the 2021 Atlanta Braves with our next guest, of course, the president and general manager of the Atlanta Braves joins me here on the show, Alex Anthopoulos. There is no high five. There is no hug. There is no nothing except for he and I looking at each other staring 
the next 10 or 15 minutes. That is my only regret here, that I don't get to see you in person and do this this year. But Alex, thank you again for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Really glad to be on. Well, Alex, uh, an interesting season that, that definitely was 2020. And I think that for most fans, they're looking forward to the upcoming season for a lot of different reasons. And, and I know the Braves certainly had a great year last year. You guys have the all-star game in Atlanta this year. I can only imagine the fan anticipation for 2021 is just tremendous as we head toward opening day. Yeah, there's a lot of excitement. I think, um, you know, it was I've had three years in Atlanta now and getting past uh, the first round of the playoffs and getting to the NLCS definitely had an impact on our fan base. I felt it in the community um, across Atlanta and really across the South. People got really excited and knowing that we were that close, we were Game seven, obviously, and we lost by a run. And obviously, you know, we obviously had a lead of three games to one, but we were that close to getting in the World Series. So, um, you know, everyone's excited. Players are excited, and certainly the fans are as well. Yeah, and, and I think people have watched this show long enough to know that this is the team that I am picking this year, I think, has the best opportunity in terms of where the odds are to, to win the World Series. Mentioned that many times here on the show. I love what you did in the offseason also, Alex. I guess we could kind of start there. Uh, bringing in Charlie Morton and and a player that I've known for a long period of time, uh, really just kind of resurrected his career in Houston. Was very solid in Tampa Bay. Why the decision to bring in Charlie? To uh, is it is it was it strictly for the postseason, or do you think that he still has a lot left in the regular season to offer as well? Yeah, it's really a combination of things. One, um, as much as we had success in the postseason and got deep, and our rotation actually in the postseason did a really good job. A lot of our young starters did well. During the season, we were 28th starters ERA, and uh, we peaked at the right time. We had starters do a really good job. Ian Anderson at the end uh, came up and did a great job. Bryce Wilson, Kyle Wright, those guys really stepped up, and Max Fried was great the entire year. So um, knowing that we're playing six months, 162 games, we needed to shore up that rotation and have as much depth as we could. So, you know, Morton is a guy that, looking at his 2019, he had an incredible year going into 20. Um, he was on track to hopefully do the same thing, but pandemic, COVID being shut down, his routine got really thrown off in that second camp that he played in July. And um, he finally got back to being himself in the month of October. So I know we're taking a small sample, but the guy he was in October, we felt like he'd had that spring training finally. And that's the guy we expect to have going into 2021. So frontline starter, and then also what he brings as an example um, he can make other players around him better to our young staff and our young starters. We're certainly excited, excited about him being able to lead the staff. Yeah, and no doubt, very, very thoughtful individual and very regimented in terms of the way he goes about his process. So not surprised to hear that was predominantly the reason for some of the struggles in 2020. Before we go over to the lineup and, and go through some players, maybe even some sleepers as well, Michael Soroka, who I, I thought was fantastic until – uh, he got hurt. Where's sort of the timeline for him? Is there any kind of update that you, you see him back uh, on a mound again in the regular season? Yeah, actually, um, I just had it was on a conference call before I, I jumped on this, talking specifically about him, his program schedule, getting him built up, and so on. Um, he's starting to come really fast. So, in terms of getting built up uh, and things like that, he'll be ready uh, in April in terms of throwing and his arm. So it's just going to be a matter of doing the little things, fielding his position, running the bases, um, making sure that we have all those things done. So uh, we still have some time here in spring training. Uh, we'll definitely get some some of that, those things uh, done here sometime in camp here towards the end. But, you know, if he's not ready to start the year, it'll be soon after we think that he'll be ready. He's getting really close. So um, I would not rule out, um, you know, I expect him – at some point to make some starts or start in April, whether that's at the beginning, middle, or late. Uh, but I would think he's coming along that well, assuming no issues, no setbacks and things like that. He looks great. All right, good news for uh, the Braves rotation for sure going into 2021. Okay, now now over to the lineup a little bit. I, look, the accolades, everyone knows who the main guys there. Freddie Freeman, fantastic year. MVP, Ronald Acuna Jr. Your lineup is stacked from top to bottom. But I think that probably the, the biggest question that many of the people who watch this show would have would be about your young center fielder, Christian Pache, 
who is arguably one of the top prospects in baseball, great defensive player. I know that the offense is something that everybody wonders about a little bit. And, and your manager, Brian Snicker, at the end will construct the lineup based on how he feels players should play. But if you wouldn't mind, uh, Christian Pache, what you think he brings to the table, what kind of opportunity he may have in 2021? Yeah, so he's had a nice spring training so far. He and Ender Inciarte are, are competing for that spot. Um, if he doesn't, if Christian Pache does not win the everyday job, he will not be on the team on the bench. Uh, if Christian Pache does, then obviously Inciarte would be someone that we would use as a, a bench player. So um, we'll see how that goes. But so far, he's had a really nice camp. He's playing well. We know the defense that's going to show up uh, day in and day out. But what the bat is going to be in 21, hard to say. He's still a young player. Does not have a ton of at-bats, player development-wise and so on. Um, but he's shown signs. He's got power. He's starting to – his approach is getting better. Um, you know, what you saw in the NLCS, the quality at-bats was certainly really good. But, you know, I, you know, to be fair to him, you know, with the lineup, you know, the ideal way to break in young players is you can hit them at the bottom of the order. You're not counting on a bunch of offense. And anything you get is a, is a bonus at, at that point. So um, the upside is there. But I think, like anything, it's going to take, take time. So – you know, as long as the, the defense does show up day in and day out, if he does make this club, he just needs to stay above water to stay up the entire year. Couldn't be more thrilled to have our next guest on the show. Of course, one of the great all-time players in Major League Baseball. Grew up watching and now get to cover Don Mattingly every single day. He was the 2020 Major League Manager of the Year over in the National League. It was just an incredible season for the Marlins to have to overcome what they did. And, and here we go, 2021 is right on the doorstep, and uh, Don Mattingly joins us here on the show. Donnie, thank you for spending a few minutes with me here on the show. And by the way, congratulations on the Manager of the Year Award in the National League. Oh, appreciate it. Yeah, it seems like uh, definitely in the rearview rear mirror. Uh, looking forward to this year. And, uh, you know, obviously not a totally new group, but a uh, somewhat new group of guys. Uh, offensively, it, it's a strange year in terms of, of the Marlins because normally there's all these players that seem seemingly are unclear about their roles. I mean, you're going into this year with more or less seven or eight of the position players kind of knowing where they stand going into opening day. We'll get to second base in a minute. But Anderson has been a nice player that's come on for you. We know he's at shortstop with Miguel Rojas. Outfield is more or less set. You got an all-star in Marte in center, Corey Dickerson in left. And I know you brought Adam Duvall in in right field. So uh, offensive upgrades significantly from last year. He didn't have Marte at the beginning of the year last year. He certainly didn't have Adam Duvall either. Yeah, we feel like a, a full year of Starlin helps us uh, and then getting the group together. Brian Anderson, you mentioned him. He continues to improve and be more sure of himself. Uh, Miggy just gets better every year. Uh, Aggie and Coop at, at first base and a mixture of outfield with that. Uh, both of those guys fared well, you know, numbers-wise uh, against righties, against lefties, putting themselves into a category that um, that matches up with other first basemen in the league. We think Corey will be uh, better this year, coming in more sure of himself. He seems to be in a lot better place. Uh, and it's always tough coming into a new team. You mentioned second base. There's a little bit of competition there. Extra outfielders, a little competition there. Uh, but for the most part, a club that – that knows um, kind of where they're at and where they're probably going to be playing. Yeah. Uh, last thing I want to ask you about the off season and, and Mattingly charities. And it's, I know how important that is to you. And I want to make sure that we discuss that here at the end. Uh, but the second base position, uh, Jazz Chisholm, who is arguably the, if not the best hitting prospect in the organization has a chance to be. And then Isan Diaz, who came up and hit a home run in his first game against Jacob deGrom. And I was ready to say, you found a second baseman, and it's been kind of a peculiar road for him over the last couple of years. Uh, when when do you think that you'll kind of have an inclination as to who ends up starting for you on opening day? Uh, I really feel like it's going to be later in camp still, and that's kind of strange saying that with probably 10, 12 games left at the most, maybe 10 games left. Um, but they've both been getting pretty much equal playing time. Uh, I think the last few games, both of them have been swinging the bat, getting having better at-bats. Um, so I, I think it's going to be more towards the end that we actually, you know, make that call. Uh, we haven't had our kind of whole group as far as upstairs, downstairs conversations yet, uh, with our roster. Uh, we'll be getting that, get a lot of input, uh, and just let those guys keep playing. 
Yeah, it'll, it'll be an interesting one to see because either of them have a chance to really establish themselves as a big league player starting April 1st when you guys take on the Tampa Bay Rays. So, Donnie, I know that the event that you do every year in, in your home city, in your home state for Mattingly Charities to to really help underprivileged youth has just been something that you've been very passionate about since you were a player and, and even a manager with the Dodgers and the Marlins. And I know I asked you on a previous Zoom about the card industry and just how it's like just become so popular again. Your cards, your 1984 tops, 84 Donruss, all of a sudden it's back like it was in the 80s again. It's like everybody wants your cards again. Uh, but in particular, yeah. <laughs> but but in particular, people can uh, go to Mattingly Charities and purchase the, uh, the, the new tops cards that they're putting out. I know you've signed a bunch of them too. Uh, and, and I saw, I think, a new one posted the other day on your website. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly which one posted. Uh, I know we were working our way through them, and, th and they've really been a blessing. You know, obviously, in the year of the pandemic, a lot of events got canceled. Uh, so fundraising for all nonprofits, it seemed like, were really hard to, to do. Uh, the top set has really been something that's helped us uh, as a charity, and I, and I appreciate you bringing it up. Um, and it has been something that, you know, I've always felt, you know, close to the kids and you, and you want to have kids to have a good opportunity. And I think the most underserved kids, it kind of reaches out to the ones that need the most help, right, and need to be put in the best uh, circumstances that they can be. Uh, our, our thoughts is if, you know, we, we, we start with one kid, if we can help one kid, we're doing our job. Uh, obviously, you want to help a lot more than that. But we want we do want kids to have that opportunity to make good decisions and put them in spots where they know there's a different world out there uh, than the one possibly that they're living in. And those those require choices, right? They have to make good choices, but there is places to go and get answers for that if they'll, they'll apply themselves in that in that way. Yeah, and, and you could go to uh, Donnie's website of Mattingly Charities. I know Donnie has said he doesn't Twitter around but his charity uh, has a Twitter account and you can go there and, and Donnie signs hundreds, if not thousands of, of baseball cards uh, for his charity and has always been such a gracious signer, even at the ballpark as well for my son and, and anybody that knows him. Uh, Donnie, listen, uh, congratulations on the season last year. I know that you're already ready to turn the page and we're going to do that here on the first against the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, more than anything, I appreciate you giving me uh, 12 minutes of your time here on Fantasy Sports today. I really appreciate it. Have a great season, okay? All right. Thanks, Craig. Appreciate it. All right. Don Mattingly, the manager of the Miami Marlins, on with us here on Fantasy Sports today. Big things are headed in South Florida. Keep an eye on them. I'll be with you guys all season long talking about them, no doubt, right here on FST. All right. We got to take a quick time out here on the show. Davis will join us again next. We continue our conversation and our look ahead to the 2021 baseball season. We'll be right back after this. Don't go. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24 7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application.
Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish, Davis Maddock. We'll take a look at a game in the NBA tonight. Davis uh, looks like DeMarcus Cousins is another big man that is not headed to Miami as he's going to be signing elsewhere. Regardless of that, tonight the Heat plays the Indiana Pacers with Miami minus two against Indiana, and the total is 216.5. Seems like a really tight matchup tonight. Could go either way. It kind of almost feels like if Jimmy Butler has one of those huge games, then Miami almost never loses, but he almost has to do that on both sides of the floor for them to win. Yeah, uh, Miami is getting healthy. I don't think that Goran Dragic is playing tonight. He's dealing with a heel issue that really has bothered him for each of the last two years. Indiana, on the converse, is getting healthy. They have Karis LeVert back. They have DeMontis Fonas. They have Miles Turner. They have Malcolm Brogdon. All those guys playing together over the last week for the first time. I, I think Miami is the better team, but they don't have Nemanja Bielitsa really installed in their rotation yet. The Victor Oladipo is not going to be active yet for this game. So Miami's still playing a little bit shorthanded. I'm going to take the two points with the Pacers. I also would err on the side of the over here as well. I think the Pacers are, they're just kind of one of those boring teams that the market overlooks, but they, I think, you know, the backcourt of Brogdon and Levert, I think is really strong offensively. And then obviously Sabonis is having an unreal season, his first all-star selection. So on the Pacers and on the over here, the FanDuel Sportsbook. All right, so take the points and look to the over potentially in the game tonight between Miami and Indiana. That's not the only game in the NBA tonight. There are 10 others. We'll get to that coming up at the top of the hour and more fantasy sports talk, of course, coming your way. We're going to break down a couple of teams as far as their odds to make the postseason over on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Today's focus for Davis and I, Oakland Athletics and Toronto Blue Jays with very interesting odds, I think, on both sides. Not a ton of juice. Those are what we like to look at. So we'll break that down for you as well. We'll also hear from Pete Patella, the assistant general manager of the Houston Astros, as well as Baltimore Orioles vice president and GM Michael Elias. So those are all coming up as our preview of the 2021 baseball season continues right here on Fantasy Sports Today. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application.